this is, of course, I Do What I Want, the podcast. I am your host, Hollis Joe McCullum, author of To Save a World and of uh, Spare the Swallow, which is coming out. It will officially be released October 20th, but it is available for pre-order on Amazon right now. So go get it. Go get it. It's it's only $18 and it's it's a long book. It's 372 pages. <laughs> I am very excited to already have a lot of pre-orders. I hope uh, to have more, and I genuinely hope you all enjoy it. So this episode, I am going to actually be talking about goals. Uh, The reason for that is my father, who, um, you know, like we all do, gets on YouTube, occasionally just rummages around, looks at random videos about... uh, fun documentaries, and in my dad's case, probably airplanes and engineering, (laughs) and that sort of thing, Uh, maybe World War II. (laughs) But while he was just kind of going around and looking at different things on the internet, he happened to come across a video of mine from my channel, which if you're watching YouTube, you already know. Uh, But for those of you listening on Spotify, my YouTube channel is Hollis Joe McCollum, comma, author. And he found a video that I did, honestly, I think it was like five years ago. It was it was a little while ago, but it was a good one. It was just like a two minute video I did on goals and setting them and why that's important. So that is something. Oh, and by the way, if you are watching the video and you see my little arm wrist brace here, uh, especially for mom who is watching, it's just my arthritis acting up. Everything's fine. I did not injure myself. (laughs) I'm fine. So. Anyway, my dad was looking around. He came across this video uh, that I did five years ago about setting goals. And I, you know, and he sent it to me and he said, oh, it was really fun. You know, I wasn't I wasn't even looking. And then my daughter popped up on my screen and I rewatched the old video and I thought, you know, number one, I actually had some good points. Yay me. Uh, And number two, I think it's worth elaborating on because this is, of course, a writing podcast uh, for writers by a writer, but it's also for readers and anyone creative or anyone looking to get to your goals, quite frankly. I, I hope that even if you are not a writer or an artist or creative of some sort, that you can actually get something out of the content, if the very least, something good to read, but something that you know, helps you achieve your goals, maybe some common practices or just enlightens you to some factual information that you didn't know anything about before. And that's, that's my hope. And, and of course, goals are applicable to absolutely everyone. And I've come a long way in my goal setting and how I, how I manage that sort of thing since I did that original video five years ago. So I I wanted to elaborate on that a little bit and and talk about how things can really help, you know, how, how I do it my way anyway, and how it's really helped me. And maybe my particular method isn't for everyone, but in hopes that it would help someone else with with their motivations and everything else, uh, perhaps what I what I say here, uh, my, my method might help you too. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I'm sharing. <laughs> that's why I like to share my my goal. Honestly, with this podcast, is to help others. Uh, a lot of um, well, and honestly, writers in general. I think as a community, we really are not in conflict with each other, writers in general are very supportive of one another because readers are everywhere. And as writers, we're also readers. And when a reader gets to your book and enjoys it, it takes us at least a year when all is said and done, honestly, to once not not just write it, but that, you know, write the book, get everything edited, get everything published, da 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 That's like a year-long process. 
Um, and that's, that's actually pretty quick. <laughs> I have not been able to do from start of first draft writing to end, uh, you know, you know, to end of like if book is being published, released, been able to have that timeline. It's entirely possible. And I do know a lot of writers or I know of a lot of writers who managed to do it. Uh, I am getting closer to that. We'll see. I write pretty long books. <laughs> um, and of course, as all of you know, I also work uh, and have other things that I do. But these sort of things, uh, writers hold each other up. And, and that's something that I aim to do, not just for other writers, but for other people in in my in my endeavors on social media and in this podcast. So, hey, I hope I help. And if not, I hope you are at least entertained. <laughs> so why is goal setting important? I know this is going to sound super obvious. Like why, why is that important at all? And, and honestly, because if you don't have something to work toward, then you probably won't get there. And I know it sounds super obvious, but a lot of people just have this grandiose sort of idea, you know, kind of kind of like when you're a little kid and somebody says, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you go, ooh, I want to be a chef or I don't know. I didn't actually want to be a chef when I was a kid. But whatever, whatever you want to be, that's just a profession. Actually, chef is a very good profession to use as an example because as a little kid, maybe that little kid just really likes cooking. Hooray! That's wonderful. And Anyone who knows anything about food, I personally, I'm a home cook, and I'm a, I, I, I actually think I'm, I'm quite good as a home cook, but I would never call myself a chef. I, I'm very good with my flavors. I'm very good at putting things together and everything. But being a chef is an entirely different thing from being from being a home cook. Like totally different worlds. It, it's it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a reason that chefs are elevated on a different level to to someone who can just like whip up the best casserole ever. There, there just is a lot of that. So if the kid says, I want to be a chef, that's great. Well, if that kid doesn't focus on actually becoming a chef and going in apprenticing under another chef at a restaurant, uh, cooking, you know, figuring out the style of food that they enjoy making the best and that sort of thing, figuring out what it entails to be a chef, which, you know, of course, I know the difference between a chef and a home cook. I do not pretend to know everything that is involved with being a chef. <laughs> I, I've watched Kitchen Nightmares <laughs> a lot, but it's... um you know, it's a different world, but you know that if you want to be a good home cook, all you have to do is just experiment at home and enjoy it and taste it. And if it tastes good, hooray, then you're a good cook. A chef, you have to, you have to apprentice, you have to learn how a restaurant is run, you have to learn how to create new dishes that not just you enjoy, but massive amounts of people will enjoy at a restaurant. And then guess what? You have to know how to recreate that dish dozens of times in one night and make sure it's exactly the same every time. That's actually very difficult to do. And you know, when you have your favorite restaurant and you have your favorite dish at your favorite restaurant, when you arrive there, you expect it to taste the same every time you go. And that takes a whole different skill set than just making sure something tastes good when you cook it at home. And it also entails a very different set of goals. So if your dream is to be a chef, you can't just cook at home and say, yeah, I think I'm ready for the restaurant world now. Everyone says that when I cook anything, they love it. You know, they love my pasta, they love they love my salad, they love my chicken, whatever, whatever you're making. They love it. Well, great. But then you're going to go get get your butt kicked in the world of, in the culinary world of chefs. <laughs> you also have to learn to work as a team in the kitchen. Um, 
as far as I understand, you know, because you have this whole team situation there. Everything has to run efficiently because even if you can create those dishes and anyway, it's a whole analogy and you get it. So, so goal setting is important for that reason. So when I first decided, like when I, writing for me has always been something I genuinely enjoyed. I, I have always had a passion for it, but I'll be totally honest with you until I was about 30 years old, I'm 40 now, FYI, uh, until I was about 30 years old, I didn't actually think about it as a career path. I just thought about it as something I loved. And like, I, I actually love to draw and paint as well. Um, but no plans to make those into careers. <laughs> just, I am just going to, to continue to enjoy them and do them consistently. And yeah, for myself. And for the longest time when I would write things down, little short stories, every, I, I honestly would keep them to myself most of the time. When I was in school, obviously, I would, I would write papers and all sorts of things. I actually won a, a short story contest when I was in middle school. Yay, me. Um, but then when I wrote To Save a World, which I initially wrote just for fun, and my friends and family read it, and were so encouraging to me about getting it published, then it dawned on me, oh, click. I love writing. I've always loved writing. I know I have more stories in me, a lot of them. And this is the career path that I want. This is what I want to do with my life. Because I'll be fully honest with you, even though, yes, I've always had a professional job, I've always... I didn't really like, you know, I wasn't truly passionate about my work. I I cared a lot <laughs> about what I did previously. I I really did. I I thought that um you know, I really genuinely cared, but it wasn't the same as having a passion. And and it wasn't something where where I didn't want to break from it. You know what I mean? Your career is something that you are passionate about and you, 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 you could take breaks, but it's not something you, you go, God, I can't wait for the weekend. You know, that, that sort of thing. Like you, you should love what you do, or I hope, you know, not everyone has this luxury, but you should strive to love what you do professionally so much that you, that you don't want to take breaks from it. You probably need to, of course, we all need to, but you don't want to. And so I didn't actually, and even then when I decided, yeah, this is what I want to pursue, I was really unclear and lost for a while on how to set those goals and how to do what I needed to do. And and of course, I was working full time, I, you know, doing, having all, all of my my personal situations in life, that kind of thing, that, that was all, that was all very present and, and life happens and, you know, and, and I have my hobbies, I dance and, and everything else, which takes up a lot of my time. And so honestly, even though I was an author and I was published in 2017 for the first time and I, um, and I was working and I really, I worked really hard. I pounded the pavement. I drove hours all over the state that I, of Georgia that I live in to bookstores and just face to face with the manager of every bookstore I could find within a reasonable driving distance and said, hey, would you order my book? Would you order my book? And, you know, most of them did. Because <laughs> if you if you're standing there in front of them, a lot of the time they're they're very happy uh, and willing because they're they're excited that you care enough to make the effort to show up. But even then, I just had little minor goals here and there. I would say, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna visit five different bookstores today. I'm gonna make you know social media accounts. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that which is all good. But my goals were at that time short-sighted, number one. 
And number two, not really well thought out. So I had this, <laughs> I had this whole concept and there, there's an old episode of South Park with the underwear gnomes and it's like over a decade old, but it's very referenceable to me in this sense because like basically the underwear gnomes were stealing underwear and it was very funny if you haven't seen it or whatever like underwear gnomes south park it's hilarious but in that episode like you know the kids go and they they follow the underwear gnomes and they they finally are like why are you taking our underpants this makes no sense and the underwear gnomes say oh well you know we, we have a plan a very solid plan and you know so we can make profit and they were like well what's your plan they were like well let us show you and they have this huge like billboard and they go step one gather underpants step two and then there's just nothing under step two and they say not they just sit there step two and then they go step three profit and they're and and it's it's very funny but that is how a lot of people actually see their goals and step one is knowing what you have to do to get there so for me in 2017 2017 hollis had step one i wrote a book <laughs> and i guess i just need to write books great step two i didn't know <laughs> step three be a professional author and, the, and and to me, being a professional author means that I, and I'm still not quite there yet, but to be a full-time author or writer would be someone, like, I want to be able to be making enough money off of just writing so that I can support myself without working another job. Um, that's That's it. Like, writing would be my would be my full-time job and I wouldn't have any other supplementary income that was necessary in my life. So I am not there yet. I'm working toward it, but I'm not there yet. And, but that was, you know, that was the goal was be a, be a full-time author. But I had, I just like the silly underwear gnomes in that episode of South Park, I had nothing. I had no, I had no step two. I knew step two had to exist, but I just sort of skipped it because step two is the hardest part, but it's also the most important part. <laughs> Darn it. So finally, about a year and a half ago, actually during the pandemic, when we all had all of this free time, that's when I really sat down. And I said, okay. And I was lucky enough that I continued to work from home during the pandemic. Yay me, lucky me. But I still had all this free time. And that I that I didn't have before because all the other things I had been doing, we weren't doing them because we were we were quarantining. And and I just it had I just sat down with myself and I said, okay, step one. Got step one down. I'm writing the books but I could do it better. So the first thing I did was I set a goal for myself as a writer, you know, as, as just like part of that early process of getting the books out into the world. I said, all right, step one is going to be, I'm going to become much more efficient with writing the books. And the way I'm going to do that is I am going to dedicate at least 10 hours a week including the weekends, 10, which is when I get most of this 10 hour, the 10 hours in, but 10 hours a week dedicated to writing. Most of it, hopefully in actual writing, uh, but not necessarily, you know, the 10 hours, especially in where I am right now, where I have um, things are in pre-order and I'm marketing the, for the release and so on and so forth. As long as I am making social media posts, creating marketing materials, that sort of thing. But there, there is at least 10 hours, maybe more if I can, of time where that is for writing. 
And I said, all right, so let's carve it out of the week. And I've been really good. And now I now I have new friends because I go to a local cafe and, um, you know, I I go in every Saturday and I spend pretty much from the time that I get up, you know, I they, they open probably around, I don't know what time they open, probably earlier in the morning, like eight o'clock. I get there, I try to get there around 10 in the morning. And then I am there from about 10 o'clock until they close at four o'clock in the afternoon every Saturday writing. Also socializing a little bit because I have friends there and that's really fun for me. But from 10 to four, I'm writing. And and the owners are so sweet and so nice to let me to let me have their cafe is sort of my writing office. They're wonderful. And then that particular cafe, Zoom Coffee Roaster here in Swanee, uh, they which is delicious and fantastic. FYI, if you live in the area, um, they're closed on Sundays and Mondays. And so on Sundays, I actually often if I don't write at home, uh, I go to another local cafe uh, I, I switched up some today. It was Cafe Amico also in Swanee. And, you know, I go to a few different places because I, I like getting out of the house because I work from home <laughs> and I'm home all the time. And frankly, I don't always want to write at home. I like I like to be out at a cat. I enjoy that setting. But that's it. And then, you know, throughout after work and things like that, I I sit there and I write 10 hours a week no exceptions, if I can somehow carve out more time in my life, then I will. So that was step the, um, or the amendment to my original step one. And you know what? I got the sequel to To Save a World. The first, I'm, I'm in, tran- I'm just about done with transcribing the second draft, but I got that out very quickly by comparison to the other two books. Now, To Save a World actually took me four years to write. A big part of that was because I was taking these giant breaks in between, so on and so forth. And I wasn't, you know, like there there would literally be months where I wouldn't write a word of it. <laughs> and, and it was because I, I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't seriously, I was just doing it for fun at the time that I was initially writing it. And, and I, and I didn't have a plan, uh, though I just was getting the story out. And then with my second novel, Spare the Swallow, which is again, pre-order on Amazon right now, and it will, the release date is officially October 20th. That one, I was more serious. That one took about, I would say about two years to actually write it. Um, but then, so, so I, you know, cut the time in half because, but I still, I would have sometimes a month where I didn't write a word of the book, which isn't good. (laughs) That's not, that's not how you get there. And you, yeah, it it just, and I still wasn't, I, I wasn't in any sort of pattern. I wasn't any sort of rhythm with it. I, I was just thinking, okay, well, I need to be more serious. So I, I just thought about doing it more and I would do it more, but it still wasn't enough to get it out. And then Spare the Swallow, actually, I wallowed around with that for for longer than I should have, because uh, as, as far as the publishing is concerned, um, the editing process and everything took regular amount of time, um, a few months, just to to my perception of what a regular amount of time for the whole editing process should be, uh, like two to three months. And that, that, then I just, you know, I, at that time I had been doing other research and I said, you know, maybe I want to be traditionally published for this one. So I actually, uh, in my mind now, wasted a lot of time trying to get an agent trying to get a traditional publisher to pick up my manuscript. And in hindsight, I'm really glad that I didn't get a traditional publisher because uh, creative control, yada, yada, that's another podcast. But I did spend, I did spin my wheels 
way too long on trying to get that particular book published where where in the actual publishing that that I ended up doing that process went so quickly and so smoothly um for those of you who don't know I published through book baby which is an amazon affiliate and they um they may I mean that is a well-oiled machine they make it so easy they have so many tools if you have any questions uh they, their website is very informative but honestly you can call their representatives kind of almost any time and you they will if they don't pick up they my representative always called me back within two hours if it like one time she called me back within five minutes <laughs> it was it was great uh and they always answered all my questions so i was really really happy but that actual publishing process um that only took like two weeks now, that was in large part due to the fact that um, I had already gotten my, my wonderful friend D.O. Jensen to design the cover. So the publishing, and again, D.O. Jensen of dojensen.com. She's amazing designer. She she doesn't actually she this was her first book cover uh, that she had ever done professionally. Uh, I think. Uh, and she, she does a lot of magazine work. She does a lot of digital design, branding, uh, rest, you know, for restaurants and other places like that. She's a wonderful designer. Uh, you can look her up at creative D at creative do on, um, Instagram, but, uh, and she's a wonderful friend. So actually the, the cover design process was pretty quick as well, uh, simply because she and I already communicate well and she knew what I wanted right off the bat. So that was yay easy <laughs> but um and, and and she did the page layout for me as well which came out so gorgeous and i love it so much but because i was uploading all my files and no one at book baby had to edit my work or design anything for me or do any sort of page layout once i uploaded all the files to book baby it was honestly just a matter of them processing the files me looking at the proof saying yeah that looks good and then them getting the books <laughs> together that that was the whole publishing process i'm sure that if you use the other services the book baby offers in the publishing process it's going to take a little longer but still it's a very very easy process for honestly at least in my research, an extremely good price um, that you're going to get in self-publishing, especially considered considering the exposure and everything that you get simply by being published by an affiliate of Amazon. You already have a leg up because this particular publisher can already put your book at more visibility online than um, another um publisher with with less uh you know power behind it as far as a you know corporate international figurehead is concerned so that that is something that i i wish i had done sooner but spare the swallow didn't happen as quickly because i got lost and honestly i had a goal that wasn't i don't want to say it wasn't a realistic goal but i had a goal of a traditional publisher that actually wasn't a really beneficial goal for me. And that is something that that is really important in setting those goals is you not only have to carve out the exact steps to get there and do your research on how to get there, but I had this fantasy idea and traditional publishers, it used to be the way to do things, but in this day and age, honestly, self-publishing and i have another episode about self-publishing i want to say it's like episode six maybe it's five yes it is episode six i just checked my notes yeah episode six if i do what i want if you want to hear about my self-publishing journey go check out that episode and i talk a lot more about all of that and i hope that that's informative if you're looking into it but the fact of the matter is is that i got myself off track because I didn't have the right 
goal in place. And I write, I write everything down. Like as far as my, um, like even for my every, for my, like I work, I work for a bank. Uh, I, you know, I do a lot of uh, data mining and things like that. And for my work day, I actually sit down and I write what I'm going to do every day. Like I'll have the date and then I, I say, okay, you know, finish this project, email so-and-so, I have this meeting on my calendar, like, and I make a list of everything that must be accomplished just for my work day. And I do the same thing for myself when I am doing my writing goals. And then I love crossing the stuff off. I find that extraordinarily satisfying. I know that's not necessarily for everyone, but it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I do recommend it. Um, uh, but I, I write down the pathway of the goals pathway. So you want to set the milestones for yourself, just like I do in my workday. You want to set the milestones. So first thing for me is write at least 10 hours a week and stick to it. Stay on schedule. That's important. And the other thing that I have actually set for myself in my, you know, step one writing process is if I want to be a regular career professional author, I want to, or I need to have a continuously, um, I, I need to continuously be pumping out books, right? Because that's what professional authors do. I mean, I know Stephen King is, of course, a very easy example, but I don't even know how many books he's published. But frankly, if Stephen King had only written three big hits and then he hadn't continued writing, then, you know, he might he might have just kind of faded. But Stephen King turns out new books all the time and short stories. And I know he, of course, I, I'm, well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't researched him that much to be totally honest with you, but, but he has books on how to write. He has books. He's, he's a very prolific author. He does speaking engagements and all sorts of, all sorts of things, but he's constantly working. And, and that is something that as a writer, if that's what you want to do professionally, you need to constantly be working as a writer. So I also have for myself a new, you know, a new uh, method wherein every time I, I only work on one book at a time because therein I will go descend into madness. And I know other authors are able to work on more than one thing at a time. Um, but for me, I just, I don't like focusing on more than one thing at a time. I, I, when it, when it comes to, to my writing, I really want to delve into that world. Maybe I'm a method writer, like, you know, you have method actors who become the character and that sort of thing. And, and it just, it works better for me. I feel that I get my best story out when I am just focused on one project at a time. And so what I do is, for example, as soon as I finish with The Queen Witch, which will be coming, which is the sequel to To Save a World, uh, that I will have come out in the spring of 2023. I am in the last chapter of transcribing it, which is my second draft because I handwrite all my first drafts because I'm crazy. Then I, as soon as I finish that and I start sending it to uh, people to give me feedback, to read it, you know, like th those people who are kind enough to edit for me and, and things, because after, after I go through a, a couple rounds of personal editing, which I'm just about done with, I am, you know, I, I need somebody else to give me feedback. You know, we're not, you, you can't, you can't do it yourself. You have to have another pair of eyes or 10 on your work to help you figure out where the holes are and how many times you misspelled something. So that is going to happen. But as soon as I get it out to other people, which honestly should be in a week, I can't believe it, in a week, um, to, to edit and read and, and give me feedback, I am going to start outlining my next novel, uh, which 
which will, um, of course, be another fantasy novel. That is my jam. But it will be another fantasy novel, and it will be another fantasy novel in the same world as Spare the Swallow. Uh, so that basically I'm going to try to volley between the two worlds so that uh, readers from from each series will have you know they'll always have something new coming out so i i'm also creating this method for myself wherein i I have the 10 hours a week always writing right yay that's really helpful and hopefully as i become um you know hopefully start making more monetary gains as a writer i can up that 10 hours so on and so forth but once i start doing that then um, I lost my train of thought. So <laughs> at least 10 hours a week. That helps me get to the goal, right? The sequel to To Save a World, by the way, that first draft took about, it took me about a year to write that, that first draft, maybe a, a year and a couple months. And now that I'm transcribing it, transcribing it, is only taking the you know the second draft if you will because I again I do everything by hand for the first draft and then transcribing it means I'm typing it on the computer in a format other people can understand and read without my scribble and that one it that that's uh, I'm just I'm honestly just pages away from being done with transcribing the second draft so that will be uh, like two and a half months to get that transcribed because I have my schedule and I've been sticking to it and it took me so much longer to transcribe Spare the Swallow and of course you say it took me probably a year or maybe maybe a little less than a year but it took me so much longer than two and a half months so that's really exciting (laughs) And I feel that I'm getting closer to my goals. And then on top, and then I I put on top of that, okay, and as soon as I'm done here and I get the story out of my brain and I am in full editing mode with that, then I'm going to go back into full creative mode with a new story so that in another, hopefully, year and a half to two years from, you know, we'll say October, for, uh, you know, October 2022. I'm going to have another book coming out. And so hopefully I can have a book, new book coming out every year and a half. If I, if I keep my, my wheel turning and if I keep things going on, which, and of course, amidst of all of this, I will continue to do marketing. As, as you know, uh, I, I, I had to sit down with myself during the pandemic and I said, all right, I built, I have a website, I have a blog uh, on that website i i have i have a link tree which has all of my nonsense uh i now have a red bubble shop as well um, <laughs> and i i honestly i have of course instagram i do have a facebook but i'll be again totally honest with you uh if you've listened to me before you know that i'm never on, actually on facebook everything all the content from on my facebook page is actually directly populated from instagram if you want to chat with me online, either go to my website or DM me on Instagram. <laughs> Cause I'm just, I just don't do the Facebooks. I just don't. I only have mental space for one social media. And frankly, Instagram is the most beneficial and it's the one that I like the most. So yay. So there we go. So I had the goal of, all right, I have to have my writing time, right? And then I said, okay, and then I have my, my writing time, you know, the 10 hours a week, I'm going to do it, and you stick to it. That is the most important thing of all goals, right? Sticking. And then I said, all right, and then on top of that, I also have to make sure to have continuous product coming out. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to treat, because being a professional author or writer, that all sounds very creative and wonderful, but the fact of the matter is, is that you are 
an entrepreneur. You're owning your own business. So in a lot of ways, you have to think of it as a business. And if you know you have a product in the business or a service, whatever, and the business is not continuously providing said product, business fails. Simple as that. And has to be quality product as well, naturally. But that is, and that all comes into quality control with editing and yada, yada, yada. I enjoy metaphors in this particular episode. Anyway, so I have that and I have my quality control set in. I have my timing. And then I sit down and I say, okay, I have my marketing plan. And sat down and I, I made a list. I can make, I can talk about that more. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because this episode is already getting long about everything that I needed to do as a marketing, do your research. And I have marketing experience as, as many of you know, I worked as a project manager for several years, uh, for a marketing agency and design and branding agencies. And I understand it. Uh, I have a better understanding of certain principles and better branding principles than um, some other, not all, you know, and, and I'm, I still have so much to learn. But but one of the things that I did learn a lot is that the thing, the, the companies and the products that I was working on or with at the agencies that I worked at were, none of them were books, none of them were authors. And every industry has a different need. It's a different niche. It's a different method. And there was a lot that I didn't know about book marketing. And I had to do that research because quite frankly, for my first book for To Save the World, I shot myself in the foot a few times because I was leaning on the marketing experience that I had for, frankly, we had a lot of medical. Uh, I used to do a lot of work for, um, you know, the agencies I had, they, they would, you know, like medical, uh, like Emory healthcare and things like that, like <laughs> health insurance companies and, and places, like very, very, very different form of marketing and needs and materials and products and everything else than, than you would have for readers. And, and, uh, and I, I had to learn that and I had to, kind of give myself a little mental slap and say, don't, don't be so arrogant to think that you know this. You don't know this. You know marketing for this company. You know marketing for this industry. You don't necessarily know marketing for the book industry, for literary industry. You, um, you know, you need to, you still need to do it. And that is something else. So, you know, do your research and set your goals based on the research, not based on your feelings, because that is something that I messed up on (laughs) originally as well, because I had some misconceptions about marketing for books, just because, you know, my, my previous experience, it was help. It's helpful in a lot of ways. But it also was not helpful because I thought I knew something that I actually didn't know. And and I ended up not badly hurting myself, but I but I ended up doing things that were not helpful for me in the long run. And I thought, why am I not seeing a return on this? Well, because the the book industry doesn't really care about that particular form of marketing. Duh. So do your research, set your goals according to your research and, and follow through on everything. Have that big milestone in mind. Of course, my, my big milestone is to be a career author, to be making enough money just from writing books and, you know, royalties and so on and so forth to be able to support myself at the level, at the, you know, at, at the monetary level that I am currently supporting myself, uh, with, with my job (laughs) or higher, hopefully. But that's, that's my baseline is to be able to support myself at the same level, just by writing that I am now having a full-time job. And that is something that is still a few years off. I'm hoping, I feel like that timeline is getting shorter yay but that's the big picture 
along the way, I need to make sure that I set that goal to say, okay, I'm writing the sequel to To Save the World. And I have the goal that I'm going to have the sequel out by spring, aiming for April of 2023. I wrote that down. I actually put it on my business cards uh, that it will be published because on the back of my business cards now I have, you know, To Save a World, public October, or I'm sorry, July of 2017, Spare the Swallow, October 2022, and then The Queen Witch, which is the name of the sequel, April 2023. And by writing it down, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Creating a self-fulfilling prophecy with a goal is actually a very positive thing because if I, I put that on a business card, I put that on things that I give out to other professional people that I'm creating a relationship with, that is an expectation now. Not just one that I have for myself, but one that I have created that others will have of me. And if I want to be successful, I need to fulfill that expectation. I'm making myself responsible for it. Self-fulfilling prophecies are not always, I mean, we often reference that term in a negative context, but I like to take it in a positive context and say, okay, and make it reasonable. It is very reasonable that my book will be published by April of 2023. Honestly, I am on track. I might even be able to get it out a little early. I don't know. But that is extraordinarily realistic. But it also makes me accountable. And I put that expectation out on my website. I put it out and that way I say, all right. And I am not going to let my readers down. I'm not going to let myself down. I'm not going to let my readers down. And that's the other thing with goals is you have to share them. That's the scary part. <laughs> telling other people who will call you and say, when is XYZ happening? Which, you know, I, um, I, I know I talk about my parents a lot on this podcast. I love my parents. They're awesome. But I tell my, my parents those things because my parents are extraordinarily supportive people who will call <laughs> and say, so this is coming up. Are you going to meet your goal? And if for some reason I'm not on track or whatever, that, that kickstarts me into saying, oh gosh, yep, yep, yep. I, I, I need to do it. I need to do it. And having friends and family and frankly, random people who email me on Instagram, uh, and which please do, all of that say to me, this is, this is something I understand that this is when it's coming out. I'm not going to let those people down. I've decided something and if I want if I want this as badly as I know I do, then then I am going to continue to do it. So so that is so share your goals. And mark them off as you accomplish them. And keep in mind that some of these things are are going to be repeated indefinitely. My, my minimum of 10 hours a week of writing, indefinite repeat. My, uh, my marketing plans that I do for myself, that, you know, the, the weekly updates or the monthly, yeah, all, all the things that I do for uh, my market, that, that's indefinite. That's forever. Nonstop. The inquiries to be on podcasts, everything. But you have to write it down. You have to be conscious of it. You have to make yourself accountable for it. You create the expectation in others' minds that you will do it. And it will actually come to pass. At least for me, it has been. And I have been seeing it ever since I became truly serious about it. I've been seeing it. So yay! Okay, I have blabbed and blah, 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 way too much about goals, and I hope it was somehow helpful. I do want to say that September 18th, which is next Sunday, I usually do every other Sunday in my podcast, but 
I actually am going to have a guest, my friend Oksana, who she lives out in Los Angeles right now, but uh, she and I are going to get on Zoom and we are going to have a wonderful podcast. Oksana actually has a new um, venture. I'm not, I'm going to let her explain it to you, but I'm going to be talking to her about her newest, uh, you know, kind of entrepreneurial venture where she, she's a wonderful spirit. She loves to help, but it is called, and I'm checking my notes to make sure I say it correctly, Create with Community Group. And Oksana is, she and I have been friends. We met we met through um, Carnegie Writers Group, which I've been a member of since 2018. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about that on the episode. But she's a wonderful person, extraordinarily talented. She's a fabulous writer. She's a beautiful singer. And she's a beautiful soul. You will... I love her. You will love her. She's my soul sister, quite honestly. Like she and I instantly connected kindred spirits. And I am so excited to have her on the podcast next Sunday, September 18th. Uh, there, Of course, the video will be posted to YouTube and then all of the recording and everything will be on Spreaker but and Spotify and so on and so forth. But I cannot wait to learn more about her Create With Community group and everything that she's doing. And honestly, she is a truly giving, generous person who is doing this, I know. I don't know much about the project, but I do know that she is doing it to serve others. And I love that. So... Check it out. Next Sunday, the 18th, Oksana will be on. Yay! I finally have a guest. <laughs> I finally figured out how to have a guest. Yay! Uh, Oksana will be on. And uh, once again, check out Spare the Swallow on pre-order on Amazon. You can just type in Spare the Swallow or my full name, Hollis Joe McCullum. Everything will pop up. Please pre-order it. It helps me so much if you pre-order. If you pre-order, it helps me way more than if you order after. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole, like, metadata thing. But uh, if you if you plan to read it, if you're curious about it, if you just want to help out an author trying their best to, to succeed, please go pre-order Spare the Swallow. Uh, if you're curious about To Save a World, it also helps me if you get that one. And, hey, the sequel's coming out. So, you know, get, get to know the characters and, and if you love it, then get to know them more, which by the way, sequel is coming out due to reader demand because to save a world is its own little entity. I promise no cliffhangers. I don't do that in any of my books. I'm a nice, thank you so much for joining me today. I genuinely appreciate it. And 